All right, go ahead and make your way back to your seats. We are going to get started. If you are uh, a guest with us this morning, I want to welcome you once again uh, to Providence Road. My name is Blake Hilgenfeld, one of the pastors here. And uh, we are very grateful and thankful that you are here with us this morning. Uh, if you are a guest, we are going through a series on the book of Philippians. And so if you have your Bibles, I invite all of us to turn to Philippians chapter 4. We are almost finished with this series. So we have uh, this Sunday and one more Sunday, and then we'll be done. Uh, and then we're going to enter into a time of Advent. So that time is really a, a time for us to prepare for the arrival or the coming of our Savior and King, Jesus Christ. So that's what we're going to do. So uh, we'll have chapter four this week, and then we'll finish it next week, and then enter into a time um, um, of Advent, which leads us up to Christmas. And so uh, we're going to read verses one through seven this morning and focus primarily on verses six and seven. But I want to read this, this, uh, this, this, this whole portion. So let's, uh, let's start reading together in verse one. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat, you ready for this? How do you say that? Iodia. And I entreat Sintichi, I think that's correct, to agree in the Lord. Yes, I also, I, I ask you also, true companion, to help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of the fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, you know the reality of our minds and our hearts this morning. And you know, um, Father, that we are prone to be anxious, we are prone to worry, that that is our reality as, as human beings, that we experience the battle and the fight with anxiety. And so, Father, we ask for your help this morning that as we look at your word and the truth of who you are and the promises that you make to us, that Holy Spirit, that you would connect those truths to our hearts and minds and soul, that you would produce within us a peace that surpasses all understanding, a peace that comes from you, a peace knowing who you are, a peace knowing what you promised to do and be for us. For Father, we confess that our hearts are anxious this morning, and we need your peace, we need your help, and so we ask that you would come and do a work that only you can do for us this morning. So with great expectation and with great thanksgiving, we look forward to what you're gonna do in this time. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So in verse six of this passage, we hear this invitation to not be anxious. 
And so this invitation to not be anxious is coming from a man who has much reason to be anxious. So remember that the Apostle Paul, who's writing this letter to the church in Philippi, he's writing this letter from prison. And so his, his future is very, very much uncertain. And he is experiencing in the present much suffering. And so he has much reason to have this potential of anxiety to creep into his heart and his mind in the midst of suffering, in the midst of not really knowing what the future holds for him. But in the midst of all of this, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of imprisonment, in the midst of not knowing if, if death or life is going to come to him, he gives this invitation to the church in Philippi and he says, do not be anxious. Why do we become anxious? We all struggle with it, don't we? By giving this invitation in Scripture, it tells us that no one in this room is free from the battle of anxiety in their lives. And we know this because not only does God's Word says, do not be anxious, so then it assumes that we have to fight this battle of anxiety, but we know this to be true because we all experience it, don't we? I mean, many of us this week experienced anxiety. Some of us this morning are tasting anxiety. Other, other, others of us were not anxious until we heard the words, don't be anxious. Maybe more than any other time in the history of the world, anxiety is at an all-time high. It's off the charts especially among college students on college campuses. You experience this anxiety, you experience so much pressure in life. And as a result of these pressures and as a result of these expectations, as a result of an uncertain future, as a result of all these things, we experience and taste anxiety and worry as a result of just living as human beings. But why do we get anxious, guys? Well, if you follow the roots of anxiety in our hearts and minds is going to lead us to this place and this space of unbelief. So in other words, unbelief in God produces anxiety. You see, when we are faced with troubles and difficult circumstances in our lives, we come face to face with the ultimate question, do we really, really trust God? I mean, when I was faced with difficult circumstances and situations this week, when I had to make decisions on future stuff and I didn't really know uh, all the answers of how, of how to make this decision, and when, when, when anxiety begins to feel it's coming over a mind and my heart, I am face to face with this question, Father, do I really, really trust you? Do I trust that you care? Do I trust that you're near? Do I trust that you truly hold my future in the palm of your hands? Do I trust that you will do what you say that you promise to do and work all things for my good? Do I trust in your goodness? Do I trust in your future grace and promises? And how we respond to these questions determines, guys, either a life that we still battle and we have anxiety to consume our hearts and minds, or how we respond to this question leads 
to a life of peace in the midst of fighting anxiety. We cannot be free totally from it, but there is a way to experience peace in the midst of fighting anxieties. And so, as we see in this text, the cure for anxiety is faith. Faith and trust in God is the cure for our anxious heart. Guys, this past week, I was faced with some difficult decisions to make in my future. And the future of my family. And the challenges are still here. They haven't, they haven't left The reality for me this morning is that they're still looming over me with this threat of producing great anxiety within my heart and my mind. So all throughout this week, and even this morning, the battle that I find myself, my heart, and my mind, that the battleground is, Father, do I truly, truly trust you? Do I trust you with my future? Do I trust that when I don't know all the answers, you know the answers? Do I believe in your promises? I mean, guys, even as I walked up these steps this morning, it's the battleground. I was faced with this question, do I really trust you? I found myself getting anxious because I know my weakness. And so as I walked up these steps, knowing my weakness, I began to, to have, have anxiety and fear kind of come over my mind and my heart, believing or, or, or questioning, God, will you do what you say that you will do this morning? You say that your word, when it's proclaimed, when it's heard, will not return void. Do I trust that you will do what you say that you will do and you will produce peace in the hearts of your people? Do I really trust that you will do that? This isn't just my reality. This isn't just Paul's reality. This is your reality. Every single week, every day, guys, we are faced with things in our lives that has the potential to produce crushing anxiety in our minds and our hearts. I mean, what happens when you are faced with a decision that you need to make today that affects your future and you don't have all the answers? I mean, what, what, what happens when, when you look at, I mean, just on paper, right? You do the math and nothing, it just seems impossible. Nothing makes sense. I mean, college students, uh, what, what do you do when graduation is right around the corner and no opportunities are coming your way? Or, or what do you do when you are just kind of waiting, right? You're, you're waiting for an answer. You're waiting for something to come, and you don't have it yet, but you've got to wait. Maybe it's, maybe it's a job opportunity. Maybe it's test results. I don't know what it is, but in the moments of waiting, well, we all experience, don't we? In the moments of waiting, we're faced with this question, who or what will we trust in? trust in ourselves or we trust in other people what's really 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 important for us to see and hear this morning is that the words do not be anxious is actually guys an invitation it's an invitation from God to trust in him because this invitation isn't coming from just a mere human being named Paul. Paul is just an instrument, and so am I. 
we are invited in this text and even commanded in this text to bring all of our cares, all our concerns, all of our worries, all of our anxieties to our heavenly father. Guys, this is the great privilege. This is the great privilege that we have as redeemed, beloved children of God, that we have this invitation. Do you hear this invitation? Do not be anxious. This invitation is coming from the mouth of your heavenly father. This invitation says to our weary and anxious hearts this morning, don't be anxious. My kids, don't be anxious. Son, daughter, do not be anxious. Why? Because I got you. I am for you. Roll all your burdens upon me. The Father says, cast all your cares upon me. Bring anything and everything by request to me and let me carry the weight of your burdens and your anxieties. This is the great privilege we have as Christians that God offers to carry our burdens. And there's no greater promise for our anxious and weary hearts that our Heavenly Father invites us to trust in Him and cast all of our cares, cast all our anxieties upon the only one who is strong enough to carry them. And we do this through prayer. Look at verse 6 again. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. This is such good news this morning. This is such good news for our weary and anxious hearts that, that God invites us to roll all of our burdens and concerns and cares upon him. But before we move too quickly to prayer, I want us to notice two things, two words in verse six. Anything and everything. God says, don't be anxious about anything, but bring everything to me in prayer. Now, what does everything mean? Well, I only took one Greek class in seminary, so I'm no expert. But I'm pretty sure that everything means everything. Right? Everything means everything. So what this means is that anything and everything in our lives means that God cares about the smallest things and the biggest things. No matter how big they are, no matter how small they are, God cares about everything and anything in our lives. And he invites us to bring anything and everything to him in prayer. Listen, there are times in our lives we experience that our worries and cares are just too big and we question if peace will ever come. Maybe this is where you're at this morning. That whatever you're facing, you have serious doubts this morning that you will ever see the light at the end of the dark tunnel. Well, that's where you're at this morning to hear this promise that, you, that we cannot possibly place too much weight upon God to carry. Because no matter how big our circumstances may be, no matter how dark our circumstances may be, no matter how big our worries and concerns may be, they are not too heavy for him to carry. And according to this passage, the opposite is true too. There's no worries, there's no concerns too small for God to care about or not care about. I mean, if he knows the number of hair on your head, which isn't hard for him, for some of us. 
talking about myself. If not one tear that rolls down your face goes unnoticed. If not one cry from your lips goes on unheard. Then the truth is, is not one of your worries, not one of your cares, no matter how big or small they are, will go unnoticed. Because God cares about anything and everything in our lives. So what are you worrying about this morning? Be honest. Your future? Future of your family? Fear of failure? Past mistakes, regrets? Whatever they are, whatever it is, will you believe God this morning? That our worries and cares, there's not one worry, there's not one care that's too big or too small for him to worry about and care about. And the promise that he makes to you is this, that when we go to, 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 to God in prayer, the reality and the truth is, is that we will never meet a deaf ear or a reluctant giver. Instead, we find a heavenly father who promises to carry every one of our burdens, no matter how big or small they are. How do we know this? Because he says it. God says, bring anything and everything to me in prayer. And not only does he say it, but guys, we have seen him carry our greatest weight and carry our greatest burden and take care of our greatest need at the cross of Christ. For think about this for a moment. What is our biggest problem or concern or fear or worry that we have in our life? Isn't it our rebellion towards God, our biggest problem and worry and concern? And isn't the consequences of our rebellion, which is death and separation from God, our biggest concern and worry and fear in our lives? It should be. But what has God done to take care of this problem? He sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this world who carried the weight of our sin and the consequences of our sin, which is death. He took it upon himself on his back and he took it up a hill to the cross and to the grave where our burdens will never, ever, ever have to be carried by us anymore because Jesus carried them for us. And if God did this for us, guys, listen very carefully. If God did this for us, if he gladly took our greatest problem and weight, which is the curse of our sin and which is death, if he took it upon himself and he carried it up a hill to a tree to the grave, then there is there a burden left in your life that's too great for him to carry? If he took care of our greatest need, is there a need left in your life that he will not meet? The answer is absolutely not. As Romans 8, 31 and 32 says to us, listen to this promise. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Is your future against you? Some people, some of you are believing that your future is against you this morning. That's not true. Why? Because God is for you. If God is for you, who or what can ever be against you? Absolutely nothing. It goes on to say that he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, 
how will he, then he not also with him graciously give us all things? Guys, what a promise, right? That whatever worry you have, whatever concern you have, whatever is going on in your life right now is causing you to be anxious, great or small, then will you take this truth and speak it over it? Will you take this truth and preach it to your heart and your mind? Take, take this verse in 19, verse 19, look at it. God will supply every need of yours according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Every single one of your needs. You believe that this morning? Do you believe that if God is taking care of our greatest need in Christ Jesus, do you believe then he will take care of every single need in your life? That's exactly what he's saying. That's the promise. In his time, in his way, anything and everything, you better believe that he will take care of every single one of our needs. He promises it. We can bank on it. Therefore, don't be anxious. Bring everything to him in prayer. So here's the question. Think about this for a moment. What is the first thing that you do in the midst of fighting anxiety? What's the, thir- what's the first thing you do? Be honest. Because I, I have a feeling that most of us in this room, uh, this invitation isn't new to us, right? I mean, we know this invitation. I mean, it, it, it's loud and clear. Do not be anxious, but bring, bring everything to, to God in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. We know this invitation, but in the moment, guys, when you feel anxiety begin to creep over your mind and your heart, in the moment, what do you do? Do you receive his invitation? And do you bring everything and anything to him in prayer? Or do you keep it to yourself? Do you keep the worry and the anxiety and the concerns? Do you keep it in your mind and you just continue to dwell on it and it continues to consume you? Or do you, do, or do you receive this invitation immediately and you go to the Father in prayer and you let your requests be known to him? I've been convicted of this this week because as I begin to examine my life, I see how quickly I go to someone else for help. Or I see how I keep the worries and cares and concerns in my mind and I think about them and I dwell on them and I try to, I try to fix my issues and problems. And I don't know why I still do this because I know that worry and anxiety will not do anything good for me. And you, you know that too, right? Like we know that, that that, that worrying and being anxious will not add a single hour to our life, Jesus says in, in, in Luke 12. He says, and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his lifespan? What good will worrying and anxiety do for us? Nothing. It only robs us of the peace of God that surpasses understanding. So the question is, do you want peace? I, I do. My, my, my heart and my mind longs for peace this morning. Does yours? If so, then we have a choice to make. We can receive this invitation from God and bring anything and everything to him in prayer, or we can continue to 
to live in our worry and anxiety. We can either cast our cares upon him and receive the promise that he will work all things for our good, that he is for us, or we can continue to worry. We can continue to keep it to ourselves. We continue to go to other people for help. I mean, the paths are clear, aren't they? There are two paths. One will continue to lead to anxiety, and the other will lead to peace. So what will you take? Listen, are you afraid of what your future holds this morning? Anyone? I am. This is the invitation. Psalm 56.3. Father, I am afraid. Anyone want to like cry that out, right? Like, Father, I am fearful of my future. I, I am afraid. But what am I going to do? I will trust in you. Father, I am afraid of my future, but I will trust in you, even if it's small as a mustard seed. I will cling to you. Let your peace reign. Have you said that? Is God calling you to do something challenging or difficult this morning? And you know it, but you also know your weakness. And the invitation is to say, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, Father, I am weak. I know my weakness, but I trust that your grace is sufficient for your powers made perfect in my weakness. Let your peace reign. What about anxious about decisions that you need to make about the future? Psalm 32, 8. Father, I trust that you will do what? Instruct me and teach me in the way that I should go. Have you said that? Anxious about someone in your life that you love deeply? Then have you said to the Father, Matthew 6, 26, Father, I know how you tenderly care and love and provide for the birds in the sky. Aren't they more precious than, than the birds? Let your peace reign. Care for them. Provide for them. Have you asked him of that? This is the weapon, guys, that we take with us as we leave this place. Prayer is not the cure for our anxiety. God is. But prayer is the means of grace that connects us to the one who is near us. Do you believe this morning that God is here among us? That he's near us? Maybe your circumstances and situations are too dark. And maybe you haven't felt that he is his presence for a while. But verse 5 tells us this promise and this truth that he is nearer to us, that he is at hand, that he is alive. And if he is alive, then the truth is we can face tomorrow. Amen? This is what we take with us. And it's not some magic formula. It's not like, hey, we pray a prayer once and boom, the peace of God just flows over our hearts and our anxiety and our worries just leave instantaneous. Guys, this is, has to be what sustains our lives. It has to be the song of our heart. It's got to be like the bread that we eat every single day. And so if you begin to examine your life and if you, if you, if you want the peace of God that surpasses all, all understanding, then, then what needs to take place in our lives is, is the prayer that we most often need to pray every single moment of our lives as we go out there today is, Father, I trust you. 
Father, I trust you. As you drive in your car and you find anxiety creeping over your mind and your heart, what are you going to say? Father, I trust you. As you wait for something that's coming in the future and you don't have it yet, Father, I trust you. As you're waiting for grades to get back, Father, I trust you. As you're waiting for some sort of health test to get back, Father, I trust you. As things in your life don't make sense, maybe you don't have enough, you do the math and you don't have enough money to provide this month, Father, I trust you. Like this is, this is, this is the, maybe the, the one single prayer in our life is, as followers of Jesus that, that has to be dominant, that, 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 that has to be consistent, that, that really is the, the, the air that we breathe. Father, I trust you. Will you say it? Will you cling to it? This is the invitation. Do not be anxious. Son, daughter, don't be anxious. Why? Because I got you. I'm for you. You're mine. Roll all your burdens and cares upon me, and I'll carry them for you. Amen? Let's pray. This is what I want us to do. I want us to spend some time actually doing what the Father asks us to do. What are you anxious about this morning? What are you worried about? What are your cares? What are your concerns? I want to give us some time and space for us to spend with the Father. And I want you to come to the Father. And I want you to cast all your cares and concerns and worries, anxieties upon Him. Tell Him your concerns. Tell Him your worries. What are they? Bring them to Him. Cry out to Him. Even if you need to do this audibly, right where you're at, don't be afraid. If you need to invite someone into it, maybe a friend next to you, do it. I just want us to spend the next few moments gladly receiving the invitation of the Heavenly Father who says, bring anything and everything to me. Let your requests be known to me. So let's spend some time bringing our requests, our concerns, our worries, our cares, our anxieties to Him. Father, we hear your invitation to not be anxious about anything, but in everything. In prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, you invite us to bring all of our requests, all our cares, all our concerns to you. And so, Father, we are thankful that you promise to carry all of our weight, all the burdens of our cares and concerns. We're thankful that you are a good father. And you're not only good, but you are sovereign. And that you promise to work all things for our good. 
which even in that promise reveals your goodness and your sovereignty. And so, Father, we ask that that truth of who you are would produce faith within our hearts to trust you more. And as a result of knowing your goodness and your sovereignty over our lives, that we would have a peace that surpasses all understanding. That not one thing in our lives goes unnoticed by you. And that you orchestrate everything in our lives for our good. And that if you are for us, then who can ever be against us? Oh, Father, we ask that your spirit would would bring that deeper and deeper into our hearts and minds this morning to give rest to our weary hearts. For we long for that. We need that. We long for your peace, Father. And that you will help us to become a people, Father, who it is the cry of our hearts. It's the air that we breathe. It's the, the bread that we eat to survive. This prayer saying that, Father, we trust you.